Ron Harrigan, and this is a Fulcrum Strategies Healthcare Update. 2021, a healthcare forecast. Right, the biggest question on everybody's mind right now is, when will things get back to normal? Well, the short answer is, maybe never. Now, I realize that doesn't make anyone happy, so let me explain a bit further and specifically focus on the area of healthcare and healthcare delivery. Okay, if we use 2019 as our basis for the last time things were normal, and 2020 as the basis for a year that was certainly abnormal, we can make some predictions on what 2021 will look like. The good news is 2021 should be much better than 2020. The bad news is it won't be as good as 2019. The first half of 2021 will be consumed with getting control of this virus and working on making sure that enough of the population gets vaccinated that we create herd immunity. If we do this, it will allow our economy and our medical practices to open back up fully and will ease the burden that our hospitals and emergency rooms have been under for almost a year now. The second half of 2021 will be focused on economic recovery. We are still facing a massive problem with unemployment, and some industries have literally been crushed by this pandemic. The economic recovery won't happen overnight and will more than likely take years, if ever, to get back to 2019 levels. At some point in 2021 and beyond, we are going to have to deal with the massive debt that this pandemic produced. And we're going to have to address strategies to avoid inflation and increases in interest rates that often follow periods of rapid debt increase. With the current $1.9 trillion stimulus package that's being debated, our government will have spent over $5 trillion in pandemic economic stimulus packages in less than a year. All right, to put this number into perspective, $5 trillion is more money than the total gross domestic product for any country in the world other than China and the U.S. That's right. Our stimulus deficit spending is more than the entire annual economic output of Japan and twice as much as the economic output of France. So the big question is what lasting impact, if any, will this kind of deficit spending have on our recovery and our post-COVID economy? So what are my predictions for 2021? Well, here they are. Here are my top predictions for 2021, and they revolve around healthcare delivery and physician practices. Number one, your patient volumes are going to be better in 2020, but they will not return to level 2019 levels anytime soon. This is due to several factors. First of all, before this is all said and done, we will have lost over 500,000 people to COVID-19. Those individuals are overwhelmingly older, over 90% or over the age of 55, and they're overwhelmingly individuals with underlying chronic conditions. This means they were high utilizers of healthcare services. The pandemic has also had an impact on population growth in the U.S. For the last 10 years, the population of the U.S. has increased by an average of 2.2 million people per year. In 2020, that number was down to 1.6 million. In addition to this, we are still facing significant unemployment, and we all know that higher unemployment rates reduce health care volumes as some people put off or avoid seeking treatment due to financial reasons. All in all, I would say that any practice that gets above 90% of its 2019 volumes is doing pretty good. Practices that exceed that are doing very good. Number two, we will not see any significant healthcare reform coming out of D.C. in 2021, and probably not in 2022. 
the new administration with its razor-thin majority in the House and a 50-50 tie in the Senate just won't have the bandwidth or the political capital to tackle health care reform in any meaningful way. Dealing with the pandemic, getting the economy and the schools open again, trying to raise minimum wage, and pushing for tax increases to help stop the deficit bleeding are going to take up most, if not all, of their dry powder. Behind those things are things like student loan forgiveness, climate change, immigration reform, and a whole laundry list of things that includes health care reform. Those things are more than likely going to have to wait until after the midterms. Number three, insurance companies are going to do a great job of trying to spin just how much COVID hurt them and how they need further concessions from hospitals and physicians to make health care more affordable. All right, this is all BS, by the way. United Health Group, just as an example, produced earnings of $22.4 billion in 2020. That was up by over 13% from 2019, which was up by over 15% from 2018. Okay, this is not a company that's hurting financially. Number four, at some point when the government stops flooding the economy with money, we're going to see the real impact of the economic downturn caused by COVID-19. Medical practices should pay very careful attention to your accounts receivable and specifically your patient bad debt. Those are likely to rise substantially as people just won't be able to afford to pay those bills. Number five, telehealth ain't going away. You simply can't put that genie back in that bottle. However, at some point in 2021, the payers will decide how they're going to pay for those services, and it won't be at the same level as a face-to-face visit. I personally believe that they will pay them at some reduced percentage of the face-to-face visit, similar to how they pay mid-level provider visits at a discount from the physician visit. And finally, number six, if the Democrats hold the majority in the House of Representatives and pick up any more seats in the Senate during the midterms, you will see a big push to expand the Affordable Care Act and create the public option in 2023 and 2024. This will create significant issues for health insurance companies and will most likely put downward pressure on physician reimbursement and compensation. So get ready for it now. Look, the bottom line is this. We're not out of the woods yet. We aren't even close to being out of the woods. In the words of Winston Churchill, this is not the end. It's not even the beginning of the end, but it is, perhaps, the end of the beginning. Thank you very much. And as always, be safe and be healthy.